Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Hello, everyone. It is so great to be with you. I'm Fujian Zain. I'm a psychotherapist and author and the originator of the Awareness Integration Theory. Our conversation is about what matters most in our life, our minds, our thoughts, feelings, actions, relationships, and our fulfillment in this beautiful journey of life. Subscribe to this podcast, my YouTube channel, and connect with me through my website, fujanzane.com, or any of the social medias that you like. I'd love to hear from you. Anything, tell me your comments, what you need to hear from us, and all of that. So today, I will chat with Tom Glazer. He's a psychologist and a life coach with over 30 years of experience. Tom is also the author of the Amazon.com's bestseller, Full Heart Living, Conversations with the Happiest People I Know, which launched three years ago via performance piece, Full Heart Living Live. He's now working on a second book and video project on resilience following trauma. You can find him at fullheartliving.com. Let's go and let's chat. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to be with Tom Glazer today. Hi, Tom. Hi, Fujian. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to have you. You have created a lot of amazing stuff, books, um, conversational cards, Mm -hmm. psychologist, life coach, Mm -hmm. and everything that you have experienced, you brought it into uh, really amazing tools, amazing tools. So full heart living, everyone, Mm -hmm. conversations Mm -hmm. with the happiest people that I know. And uh, so that's your book. Yes. You also got fun stuff for people not to only go through books, but also to have, again, a, a, a conversation starter. So yes. just share a little bit about that. Sure, I'll show you the, uh, Ooh, conversation. the box, first of all. So this has um, 102 conversation sparks. They look like this on one side, and then you see the, the conversation spark on the other side. And you have been brave, Dr. Fujian, to to dive in, you don't know what's coming. I'm gonna give you one of these. And uh, you're gonna speak from the heart for about two minutes. I'll get my little timer here ready on my phone. And I'm gonna be listening from the heart. I'm gonna be listening for themes and values. And after you're finished speaking, I'll tell you when about two minutes is up. And um, I'll have about two minutes to speak from my heart on what I heard as your themes and values in a sentence or words or, or a phrase. And we're gonna be noticing how connected to ourselves and each other we feel as we do this. And that, that is this activity in a box that I'm showing you. Ooh, I'm excited already. Oh, I love that you are game to do this. Um, happier people, by the way, take risks. And uh, this is a bit of a risk, of course, for both of us, neither of us knows what's gonna happen here. Well, let's dive in. So. Talk about a time you felt the most alive and why. Wow.
I can tell you, um, it was for the first time that I had gone to a self um, actualization seminars. Mm. And uh, I remember I hadn't, I hadn't actually cried for almost like 10 years. I had really wow. dormanted a lot of my emotions and, mm -hmm. um, and um, I had kind of survived life. And I had said that I will gain everything that I ever wanted, you know, have a business, um, be married, uh, have my house and everything. By age 30, well, by age 28, I had all of them. I just wasn't happy. So I started going to one of these seminars and um, it took a while before I got it that where I'm stuck, but that wasn't the piece. It was more, I started working at the seminar with other people and opening these facts with others. And what was, what was it that made them stuck and how they got released. And that was actually my motivation to become a therapist afterward. And I'm like, I love this, this concept of being with another human being and, um, and sharing this interception of moving into their own thought process, becoming aware and their ideas and their heart and their emotion and um, coming to terms with being a human being, almost like looking at our, ugh, the worst possible sides and woo, the most beautiful sides. And seeing that, you know how much we're but capable of both at any, yes. at any minute and um, mm -hmm. bringing and integrating those. So yes. that's when I actually felt the most alive. Ah, oh, I love it. Thank you. That's exactly two minutes. I, it's so fun to hear this. Okay. I have been listening and I'm feeding back what I heard. So it's, it's, um, so this is mine. This is my words that came to me as I heard you. I heard themes like discovery and awakening and opening and fullness to um, polarities, right? Like, 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 like suffering. You didn't exactly say this, but I think this is what, what you're kind of getting at. Suffering and hope or suffering and resilience and, and opening to the fullness of life, the fullness uh, of other people. And it was in community. It wasn't solo. It, you were with other people, both sharing. And that really lit a spark in you, a lit a fire. You, you, um, you discovered a passion. You discovered what you wanted to do with your life. When you went from uh, having accomplished all the things that you thought that you wanted but like fulfillment still wasn't there. The full meaning wasn't there yet. And ah, going to this uh, self-discovery, self-actualization um, um, seminar really brought you to life. Yes. And it continues every day as I'm with people, with, uh, you know, with my clients, um, with my guest, it's just this, it's, it's this level of connection, but the yes. connection is through the discovery of who we are as human beings. So absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Totally. So these, 
this conversation sparks as I'm hearing is it opens up this path of having a deeper conversation, not only for you to, to discover what's going on inside of you, because the questions spark a part of you that needs to become aware of you, but also this concept of the going back and forth and having someone being a full listener. Absolutely. Um, yes. And sharing what they heard creates this level of connection. But I'm also getting that Correct. as I hear you share what you hear from me. Yes. With your words, mm-hmm. it also expands my world Correct. because I said it with these words. But then because you mm-hmm. took it and expanded it with your mm-hmm. words, now my uh, horizon kind of got expanded because I also saw the way you were looking at what I had said and brought me your world. And it seems like it's, it's a, it produces connection and expansion. Absolutely true. Absolutely. The synergy, right? So it's like, like one and one equals more than two, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much. What brought you into creating this? Yeah, so I wrote my book and I was going out doing public speaking gigs, doing more traditional book readings, talking about my book, which is Full Heart Living, Conversations with the Happiest People I Know. And so I was hoping, because because what I learned is that happier people connect more deeply with themselves and others and their passions. Uh, I was hoping by my speaking gigs, I would inspire people to do those things. But here's what happened really early on, I realized, yeah, you see, it was just talking about it wasn't working. It wasn't enough. People looked at me like a deer in the headlights. They didn't get it. So I was like, no, I have to, I have to take it deeper for them to get it. They have to experience something. So I came up with this activity and I would bring people through a very similar activity to what you and I just did. Um, and then they got it. And then they were like, oh, I can take this into my life. So then I was like, okay, let's box this. Let's give them a bunch of ideas you know, really, and I've in the, and in the instructions, it's, it's all that listening stuff. So it's really a listening game as, you know, as you uh, got right away. So um, yeah, it came from the public speaking gigs, not uh, doing what I wanted them to do. <laughs> That's where they were born. <laughs> Invention, when we know something is missing and we got Yes, exactly. The mother- so- when you listen to the happiest people that you know, yes, what is a common thread that you hear? Well, here's the thing. I, so I interviewed um, in depth um, nine people for the book. And then I also was thinking of all the clients I've worked with my whole life and all the, uh, the just the people I know. Um, I was initially going to assign, you know, one chapter was going to be per subject. But really quickly, I realized they are saying so many of the same things. That doesn't make any sense. So, so instead, the book is by topic. And so there are 20 chapters, and there are a lot of things like self-care is really important with being happier. Uh, living a life of values is really important. Being grateful is so important. So, so there's, there's a bunch of chapters. Uh, but the top things for sure, and I'll say a little bit more about them, I, I very quickly covered them a minute ago, happier people connect really deeply with other people. They have a tribe, they have people they love, and they spend time with them, and they, and they feel loved in return. That's number one. 
by far. Number two, they're connected with themselves. So what does that mean? They know who they are. They honor their rhythms. They um, happier people um, are more in the present moment. That's being connected with oneself. So not, um, you know, instead of uh, worrying about what's to come or perseverating over things that are no longer here, it's being in the present so we can fully take in the beauty that is all around us in any moment. And then number three, happier people connect really deeply with their passions. They do things they adore and um, they get into that flow state, right? Where you lose all sense of time and you're, you're kind of just one with the activity. When they do all, all those things in the service of others, Dr. Fujian, that's when it's like it all comes together. So uh, making the world a better place, connecting with others, oneself, passions, making the world a better place. Those are by far the top things. It's interesting that um, a lot of times people think that if they are um, tuning in only to themselves and doing, you know, fulfilling their own needs and that's where happiness shows up. And, you know, research after research after research, we see that it's really not that, that that would be the first Yes. But that's not where it ends. That's not where fulfillment and happiness resides. That, that it's like you you get yourself ready mm-hmm. then to give. And to that concept yes. of I'm ready then to give mm-hmm. and that connection into giving is what really creates the fulfillment and happiness. Absolutely. Our tank has to be full. So we have something to offer. That said, offering something helps to fill the tank, right? It's not just one of the other one depletes us, one fills us, right? It's, it's, it's the cycle, the synergy again. One plus one is more than two. Yes. So as you, uh, in your practice, as you've worked um, as a therapist, as a coach, uh, what I'm sensing you've experienced, and that's why you put it in your uh, book, is you're watching people go from not being fulfilled, not being happy, mm-hmm. and the path that they need to take in order um, in order to become, uh, you know, bring themselves into fulfillment and happiness. And you're giving them the tools. Uh, and one of the tools that I'm hearing based on the cards you've created is uh, the listening piece, which mm-hmm. is uh, which is really putting yourself into the space of another human being, uh, live, you know, n- knowing the world from their perspective. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, how does that work? Can you share with our audience how you uh, you got that listening is one of the key factors into happiness? How did I discover that that's true? Yeah, it, you know, I got to say it's by um, kind of the negative example, right? Less happy people are very cut off to others and themselves. They have more trouble sharing the truth. Um, it's, um, it's like, like f- the fear of um, exposing oneself is so great that then there isn't a chance to experience that depth of connection. So when I bear my soul, when I take more risks, and and it's not just to anyone on the street, no, it's to someone I believe I can trust. When I say my honest truth, my true experience, when I share my pain, 
that's when I feel the most connected mm -hmm. to others. And then when they accept me, warts and all, even though I've been through this horror and I'm far from perfect and I make all these mistakes and I've done these things that have hurt others and I feel terrible, they still love me, right? Then I'm like, then I believe I'm lovable. I'm okay, right? Then the spirits rise. Then I'm more able to do the things I came here to do. I can, I can access the meaning and the purpose that fills my tank and fills my soul and allows me to, to do good things in the world. Yes, and especially our vulnerabilities. What I've noticed is also that when we share our vulnerabilities and we're heard and accepted, um, and you know, sometimes not only just our vulnerabilities, things that we've done that maybe we're not proud and we're Correct. really damning ourselves in our own head. And then we say Correct. it out loud to someone and we keep hearing them also saying, sharing with us our understanding and how they're hearing it. Uh, that is very healing. Absolutely. Being heard is very healing. Exactly. It's, it's essential for, for humans to thrive. We could possibly survive without it. I'm not even sure that's true though, but certainly to thrive, we must have people who, who see us, who appreciate us, who hear us, absolutely. Also sharing laughter. You know, I'm thinking of the symbol of, you know, the, um, of the theater, you know, it's the masks. One is frowning, one is smiling. And they're side to side, they, they almost, they actually overlap if you really look at those, the symbol closely. And um, that, this is why, why we're drawn to the arts. The arts reflect our pain and they reflect our joy. So also sharing joy is another way to, uh, to connect, absolutely. Laughter, that's when we feel so connected to ourselves and other people, when, when we're in that gut, you know, laughter, when we, again, we lose all sense of time. We're just laughing. We're just here fully in the present moment. So Tom, um, there is a sense right now within the mm -hmm. past couple of years, obviously COVID made it worse, but I yeah. think before COVID, uh, we started looking at uh, the ratio of happiness um, only in some countries in, in the Northern Europe are consistently at the highest rank. U.S. isn't. U.S., uh, not only that, it, you know, it went down, but also I think that what you can see is rage is up. And uh, I was looking at a report and said, how come people are doing so many weird stuff out there with like emotional dysregulation yes. that they are, ex you know, expressing themselves in all uh, inappropriate ways let's say yes <laughs> and um and i know because of all the research you've done in your book what do you think uh, is going on and uh that is not only brewing all of us and then what is it that we can do to kind of regulate ourselves and go toward uh the concept of happiness where it seems like some northern european countries consistently come up you know, in the highest rank over and yes. over and over again. Yes, yes. You're, you're referring to those Scandinavian countries. And so if we look at what's different in their cultures than ours, it's, um, it's looking out for each other, right? It's the, the social safety net. Those, those are hugely valued there. They make those things a priority, universal health care, you know, um, parental leave, 
or uh, sick care leave. When a family member is ill, right? There's leave. There's they have much more generous uh, vacation benefits. All those things lead to a sense of safety. I feel like uh, we have been starved these two years with with the, the the health crisis, with the pandemic, right? It's it's like. Um, what if I lose my job? What if I lose my health insurance? There's a health crisis going, a worldwide health crisis going on. If I lose my job, I lose my health insurance, right? So really foundational pieces. So that makes people uh, more scared, right? More, uh, and it's, it's been so prolonged. Um, so I, I, that's what I, I, I think there's more, but that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, about this question that it's, um, and it's so related to what we're talking about, right? Looking out for the welfare of the whole, making that a priority that fits with what we're talking about. Uh, like in your example at the top of the time together, uh, it was in community that you came alive and you discovered so much. Um, so yes, we, if, if we could embrace that, I think we would have less acting out at times like this. I'm hearing you say that there's a lot of anxiety that got produced and the anxiety obviously, you know, creates a lot of tension for us internally. And if we are in an isolated place within ourselves, which for a long time we were, we're isolated. We couldn't be with the community. All the aspects of community was shut down and we couldn't even see and be close to our uh, family members. We all yeah. had to be isolated for so long. And it yes. seems like what I'm hearing is that the anxiety internally with the isolation just allowed more of anxiety brewing. Um, and then an unknown, you know, definitely the whole world we've been going through and I still were going through an unknown. Mm -hmm. um, day after day, the minute we thought one, you know, the one strand is fine, the next one showed up. And <laughs> Up and you know we closed down the world and then we figured all right we got this and then opened it up and you know, whoops you know so it was unknown after unknown and uh, the only way that I'm hearing you say that the anxiety can calm down is this level of togetherness whether the togetherness is one person or more in a community yes. it calms down the anxiety exactly. we share resources together yes. we we uh, we support each other when one yeah. is up, you know, can support the one in down exactly. and then therefore creates more safety and security. And then we can raise yes. each other up. Exactly. Knowing that someone's got my back. If I lose my job, I still, that I still have health insurance. Okay. I'll be okay. I can get another job. <laughs> yeah. yeah or, or my family member will be able to access health care. Yes, absolutely. So what made you call your book? Um, and as we're moving forward, uh, you know, we keep coming to the same place of the community. Yeah. Full heart living. Yeah, I was initially thinking I would call the, the working title for many years even was choosing happiness because I thought I was going to emphasize the choices we all make. Um, but again, as I was looking at the material, I realized, yes, yes, being happier is about choices we make. Absolutely. And happier people, um, they do live with their full heart. And, and if we take it the other way, less happy people um, repress or suppress emotions, right? They don't want to experience sadness or a bad day or pain. 
all of which are unavoidable in this human life. Happier people accept that that's a part of a full life and they find ways to make peace with it. Okay, today's a bad day. I don't feel as good today. Oh, suffering is a part of life. And, and it's, it's not a stop, right? Less happy people, oh, this is the worst day of my life. And then kind of end and then stay there. Happier people are like, yeah, this really sucks right now. And what? And what else? There's also this. It's like looking at the fullness, the whole picture. So yeah, I really wanted to emphasize that truth. And that's and you, you um, referred to that earlier, again, I think at the very beginning, that um, that was part of what woke you up in those self-discovery seminars is, oh, this is, it's not just me. Everybody has the fullness. We're all just human beings all in this together. Yeah. So living with a full heart, embracing all of it. Um, then we can really appreciate the joys, the goodness, a, a bouquet of flowers. Uh, just the other day, I, my husband had cut some flowers in a vase and put them on the windowsill. And I was like, oh, I had this amazing moment of discovering these flowers. They were red and orange and yellow. I didn't know he was going to put them there and, and arrange them in a vase like that. And um, the fact that I can also experience my down days helps me also appreciate the good days or the good moments. You, you need both. If you, and if you try to suppress one, you end up suppressing the other. You don't want to, but you do. It's, there's always a parallel. The more we suppress suffering, the more we suppress joy. The more we let one go, the more the other comes. Based on your conversation, I was also hearing this uh, concept of the gratitude, like you're open you open your world toward appreciating yeah. everything that is there. The people yes. who are around for us, the people who are doing things for us, the people who are uh, items such as flowers, such as nature, such as whatever. I'm like, you know, hot water, turning on the hot water. And instead of, you know, we usually get surprised. What happened to my hot water? We don't get pleasantly surprised every day. <sighs> One more day of hot water. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's totally. It's this concept of, wow, it's yes. pleasantly surprised. We're consistently yeah. looking at negatively surprised versus right. pleasantly surprised consistently. Exactly. And that concept of con the, you know, the wonder and um, yes. the joyous wonder that we totally. keep looking at. And that's what I, when I hear full heart living, I keep coming up with this you know, as I expand my heart, expand my love, expand my appreciation, the joy that I can experience with the community, with people who are around me, but not only community as human beings, but also my dog, you know, all the birds that are out there. That's totally. part of the community also. The animal kingdom. Absolutely. Yes. You're really onto something. It's so easy for us, particularly us, us Westerners, to take for granted all these amazing conveniences that we have that make life so much easier and so pleasant. Yes, I love that hot water. Why not brighten up when that comes right out of the tap? You get to step into a nice hot shower anytime you want to. How rare is that in this world? It's still rare in this world to have fresh water out of a tap. Not everyone. In fact, the majority of the population doesn't enjoy that. So yes. Why not really appreciate it? I, I've, I, I got an assignment. It's almost exactly a year ago. 
Um, uh, this was soon after my mom died, the second of uh, my parents. And um, so I was, you know, was orphaned. I was really down. And it's not that, again, I'm not saying I shouldn't be down. Yes, a massive a loss like that, grieve. I was allowing myself to grieve. But there, I, I talked to a mentor of mine who encouraged me to begin the day by recording 10 things I'm grateful for. Every, and I've been doing that now for over a full year. And I love this practice. It sounds like a lot, right? 10 a day, some, some, and some people go, oh my God, that's too much. Well, you don't have to do 10 if you don't want to, but I love the number 10. 10's working really well for me because it does encourage me to stretch and it helps me because I know I'm going to have to do it the next morning. Um, it's helping me remain grateful for, for those little things throughout the day. Tom, um, one minute. If there's anything we haven't really touched upon that you really want our listeners or viewers to know about your book, about the conversational spark cards or anything, anything about you and your future uh, projects that you really want everybody to know. Oh, sure. I could talk about, um, so my next book is on resilience and trauma. So that's what I'm writing about now. I am offering um, uh, some workshops on self-compassion, which is extremely happy. I have a new workshop uh, for highly sensitive people that I'm really excited about. And um, I will be offering in the fall a new introductory workshop on resilience as well. So, so some fun stuff uh, coming up here. Beautiful. Last jewels and uh that people can be left with that uh, they really enjoy. Just go enjoy a moment with a loved one. Soak it in, soak in their face and have a moment where you just enjoy each other. Beautiful. Tom Glazer, everyone, go to fullheartliving.com, fullheartliving.com and uh, get to know him more and the books and the cards and um, also all of the workshops. So it was a joy to have you with us, Tom. My pleasure. And for all of you out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. And until next week, bye-bye.